0: Welcome. Ten minutes to meeting. Please have some uh, coffee and donuts. Big thank you to our generous sponsor of the year, Jeffrey Gelb, in memory of Moshelem and David Shindelbaz, David Avner Ben Avram Ha Cohen. Welcome back to Mesila Hashem, the great Ramchal, Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato has been helping us chart a course towards a better us, a better version of ourselves, step by step, following the great formula of Rav Pinchas Ben Ya'ir, how we can incrementally, systematically improve ourselves, become better version of ourselves by being mindful and conscientious and present by being zealous and having an energy and an enthusiasm and zeal through all these different attributes we've been going one by one. We've been learning about the midah of chasidus, How to be a chassid. To be a chassid is to be righteous. To be righteous means to not be satisfied with good but to strive for great to always go above and beyond. We spoke about it in the form of Ava and Yira. How to be a chassid? how to go and strive for great in the realm of love of Hashem and Yira, to recoil with a sense of awe, to be Makiris Mikomenu, to see our place, to stay in our lane, and to know who we are in contrast to Hashem. And then the Ramchavr Mesh has moved over to three different branches of being a chasid. And he's spoken so far about number one is dvekas, how to cling to God, how to cleave to God, those difficult moments where we feel despair, hopeless, and helpless, even in the moments of great height, where we feel joy and breakthrough to connect and to cling and to attach ourselves to Hashem. Messiah Chachmah says to glue ourselves to God, to attach ourselves and to know He has our back and to glue ourselves to God. Second midah is simcha, is joy. We spent a lot of time talking about what it means to have this midah of simcha, this midah of joy. And the Ramchal spelled out for us that it's not that if you do a mitzvah with Simcha, if you do a mitzvah without simcha, you get the mitzvah, you just don't get the check mark next to simcha. But if you do the mitzvah and you lack simcha, if you live a religious life, you live a rich Jewish life, but you do it sad and sombre and miserable and farbissina, then it's as if you didn't do the mitzvah. It's not that you did the mitzvah, you get a check for the mitzvah, you just don't get a check for doing it joyously. But if we lack the joy for life, it's as if you didn't even do the mitzvah. And then he says something amazing. He says what we're up to. When he saw the enthusiasm, the energy, and the joy of the Jewish people for the building of the Mektash, for dedicating and donating to that cause, when he saw that happiness, he offered a tefillah, he offered a prayer. And you know what that prayer was? Sh'teskayim hamida hatova bahem, the low he davened and He said, this moment, everyone's so happy. There's so many smiles. There's such high energy. I daven that never dissipate and that never dilute, that never disappear. Daven davened, to capture and to bottle that joy, that simcha, that happiness, that enthusiasm, that fervor, that passion. If you at our Sudas Mashiach and Pesach, you saw excitement and fervor and joy, singing and dancing and standing on chairs. If we could bottle it, and capture it. Now what does that tell us? Don Segel in his wonderful new parish on the Meshkiach writes, What does that tell us? If David daven for it, it means it's fleeting, it means it's transient. We don't daven for the things that we feel are permanent. We daven for the things that we anticipate struggling with. We daven for that which we think is short-lived and might disappear. So David looked and observed and felt, wow, look at this joy and this happiness and this enthusiasm. Please, Hashem, let it continue. Let it never disappear. May we always have a smile on our face. What that means is David anticipated and he feared that it would be fleeting. You also see from here, says the mashkiach, that you have to daven for mitos. You don't just daven for parnasa. You don't just daven for gezunt, for good health. You don't just daven... The Yankees stay in first place. You don't just daven for this list of important things. You have to daven for for mitos tovos. When you daven in the morning, some have just finished, some are about to daven, on that list of things to ask for us, Hashem, let me be happy. Let my spouse and children be happy. Let those around me feel happy. Let me concentrate. Let me allow myself to feel happy. We daven not only for the external things that we think are outside of our control, May the Parnassah flow and may I be successful in whatever initiative or endeavor I'm undertaking today. We don't only daven for the things that we think are outside of our control and we need His help. We daven for our own midos. Hashem, let me have your today. Hashem, I might have a difficult dilemma. Let me make the right choice. Hashem, let me feel I'm Going through a tough time, it's a challenging time, or I don't feel great, or I haven't had a lot of sleep, or I'm stressed out, or I'm anxious. Let me break through with a simcha sachaim. Let me feel simcha, and you see that, and we learn that from David Hamelech himself, who learned and lived in this way. This is what the pasuk says in Divrei Yamim: nimtu is Behold, I've now seen, I've seen how your nation that is here joyfully contributed on your behalf. Hashem Garavam and Yaakov, our forefathers, preserved this forever. The working of your thought and heart of your nation direct their hearts towards, towards you." You see how important it is? The bigger something is, the more the Yetzirah works against it. Why is David HaMelech davening? What does Ramchal here note? He says, the more you feel v'simcha, the more the Yetzirah is going to work and oppose and say, Yisab v'simcha? What are you so about? You know what's going on in the world? You know what's going on in your life? What are you, faking it? You really so v'simcha? You really so happy? Who are you kidding? You're anxious and you're worried and you're miserable and you're jealous and you're arrogant and you're angry. And who are you kidding? So the more that we are drawn towards a positive, a positive disposition, the more the Yetzirah kicks in. And the Yetzirah puts in our mind all these terutzim, levatalas alas chame adam. There's all these teirutzim You're so happy. You're so full of joy. You have such a big smile. You slept four hours last night. Stop smiling. You know what you have in store today? Kids report card. What are you smiling about? What are you smiling about? You know how much work? You know what? The bills are coming in? You know what? What are you smiling? It's Svira Sa'omer. So- so- Stop smiling. It's Svira. Who are you to smile? There's no music. There's no joy. There's no simchas to go to. Enough with the smiling. Yetara will find whatever excuse, whatever reason to wipe that smile off your face. Which is why, David that we have to push forward and press forward and not allow that to happen. And we have to keep smiling, and the whole world smiles with you. What's the third branch? The third branch of being a chassid. Being a chassid can be about your external garb. Being a chassid can be about what nusach you daven. Being a chassid can be about whether you dip the matzah in the chicken soup or eat a matzah ball. But that's not for the ramcha what chassidus is. For the ramcha what a is meaning above and beyond. Never being satisfied with good, but striving for great. And the third branch or area, the third application of greatness, who are Kinah? Kina. What is kinah? So kinah actually has double meaning. On the one end, one of the three things that remove a person from the world is kinnah. Kinnah means jealousy or envy. In that sense, kinnah is a negative attribute. We're supposed to purge ourselves from kinna. But here the Ramchal is not talking about kinnah in the form of envy or jealousy. Kinnah is she'a Adam Mekana Lashem Kad Show. We're talking now about zealousness. Zealousness. Being a zealot. For whom should you be a zealot? For yourself? For your ego? For your honor? No, Chas That's not what the Ramchal is talking about. So what is he talking about? L'Shem Being a zealot for Hashem. Now this is a very delicate, a very nuanced application of loving Hashem. Living with zeal and zealousness and being a kanoi being for Hashem. On the one hand, it's very dangerous. A double-edged sword when a person needs an awesome responsibility in living it and applying it, it's super complicated. How do you know that you're Lashma? How do you know you're really doing it for his honor, not yours? How do you know it's really what he wants you to be doing in that moment? On the other hand, so the application, you know, ask your local rabbi. It's not a simple thing. Ask a Shayla if, when, who, why you should be a Kanai. Let's be very, very clear about it. But the notion and the idea. That we are defensive for Hashem. That if you love Hashem, you care about his values, his principles, his definitions, his vision for his world. should also be on our radar. So that we could serve Hashem, so that his honor is expanded. says Tehillim, those who hate you, I will hate. And those who rise up against you, I will confront. I hate them with the ultimate hatred. They become my enemies. In other words, if somebody would pick on or bully your child, if someone would declare your child to be their enemy, they would become your enemy. You'd be absolutely intolerant. You would never stand for a person violating your children. So, what about those who violate Hashem's Barak? If you had a dear friend and you were a good friend, would you not stand up for your friend against a bully? Kaddosh Baruch is the ultimate friend that we have. Do we not care about his, quote-unquote, anthropomorphized feelings? Do we not care about his principles and values and definitions and what he stands for and what he believes and what he wants us to believe here in this world? We'll end with this Shla kodosh. Shla Kodosh writes in Shara Osios, Em Ka'atzmo, you know, the Pusach says, You're supposed to love your neighbor, your friend, as yourself. Stand up for them. Protect them. Care about them. Why do you love your friend? Because you connect to your friend. You admire your friend. You share values with your friend. You're appreciative and grateful to your friend. Is a Kaddish Baruch any less of your friend? Whatever you would love a friend for, All the more so, you should love Hashem for many, 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 many times over. He is the master of the world. You should feel Hashem is my ultimate friend. He's my most reliable, faithful, trustworthy friend. He's my greatest confidant in the world. So if I'd stand up for and I'd protect a friend, do I not do that for Hashem? So we'll continue to unpack this in the teachings of the Ramchal. But this third application of loving Hashem, of being a chassid for Hashem is, do you stand up for Hashem? Do you fold to the mores and the, and the ethics of the time? Are we afraid by the culture and pop culture of the time? Or do we stand up to it and say, I'm like Avram, Avram was Avram Ivri. I'm willing to be on the whole other side when the whole world's on that side. I'm willing to be on this side. Where it's become increasingly unpopular to say, I know what the difference is between a man or a woman, or the definition of marriage that we say we know with sensitivity, with love, with warmth, with tolerance, with all of those important Jewish qualities as well. We understand monotheism. We understand honesty and truth. We understand integrity. And we understand basic definitions. And the Kosh Baruch Hu expects us to be his friend as he is ours. And when he is bullied by a world who are distorting, he wants us to stand up. We'll talk more about this. 845 Living with Amuna tonight by Nabima. Two incredible survivors reunited after almost 80 years of being apart at 9 o'clock tonight. Till then, stay happy, stay healthy, stay holy.